Look, you've had a long day. Your boss is annoying you. Your boyfriend is accusing you of something you didn't even do. And your sibling is asking you for money. That's like an everyday thing for me. While I don't have all the answers, I do know that we have the power to change any situation we're in, in a flash, in a snap. We can turn it into a celebration and a little glass of wine is just the thing to turn your day around sometimes. But of course, you just realized you ran out of everything. Luckily for you, our friends over at DoorDash have you covered. If you're in the mood to treat yourself or just want to make sure you are always hostess with the mostess ready, DoorDash is your go-to without you having to move from your couch. And it's convenient. Do you know how heavy a handle of tequila is? How about five of them? Exactly. Plus, the alcohol selection at DoorDash is top-notch. You will find what you're looking for. Beer, wine, mixers, and even mocktails for the non-alcoholic girlies can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash. And use code SOFIA24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply, must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Hello, everybody. If you think I sound sexy as fuck right now, I completely agree with you. Welcome to Sophia with an F. Alex, hi. Hi, Sophia. I'm back. I'm already coughing and acting like a lunatic. My voice will warm up and get better over time. (laughs) Basically, you guys, right now, it's a shit show. I should not be operating heavy machinery right now. And I should absolutely not be talking on a microphone right now because, as you can hear, I'm sure I lost my voice. I take two Mucinex, what is it? DM. Okay, so there's like extra cough syrup in it or some shit. And when I tell you that I could pass out at any second, that is not a lie. I am so fucking out of it. I am so loopy. I'm so drowsy. If I laid my head, Alex, on this table, I would pass out. But anyways, you guys, yeah, you're in for a real treat. Um, Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. That just happened. Yes. How was your Valentine's Day, Alex? Mine was really good, actually. Okay. Can you tell us more? Yeah. My boyfriend did this really cute thing. He always calls me a Rubik's Cube. He always says like he's trying to figure me out. And like, (laughs) so he got me a Rubik's Cube with like all these different stickers on it with different prices. And then he gave me like a little cheat sheet to look at like the prizes of like the price tags and like ended up being like for like really sweet gifts. So he did like, he went like creative and really thoughtful. Mm -hmm. I fucking love that. And we had plans to go to a really nice dinner. And then you got too drunk. Got too high (laughs) off the edibles and just passed the fuck out at like 8 p.m. So it was a good Valentine's Day. I mean, that still sounds really fun. Let me ask you this. Okay. And be completely honest. Would you prefer a cute, thoughtful, creative gift or just like a straight up Chanel bag? I like a Chanel bag. I'm going (laughs) to go ahead and say the Chanel bag. Right? Like, what do you mean? Like a a macaroni necklace or a fucking Birkin? Yeah, I'm going to have to take the Birkin. But no shade. I'm fucking dying right now. No, I completely agree with you. Yeah, what, would, what about you? Um, What I'm about to say is going to be horrifying and probably gross a lot of people out, but it's just my truth and I need to oh live God. my truth. I did this 
paid Instagram post. Mm -hmm. And it was with this company, Blessa, and they sell amazing sex toys. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like this last minute thing. And they reached out to me and they said, could you put a post up today? We need you holding this specific uh, sex toy in the photograph. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, absolutely. I just need to like track down that sex toy because they'll send me like boxes mm-hmm. of toys. Oh, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Use a couple myself. Yes, Alex is. And I've used them on her and she's used them on me. <laughs> so I'm frantically like tearing apart my fucking house looking for this particular sex toy and I can't find it. So then I call my mom and I'm like, mom, do you have this toy? And she says, yes. First of all, she had it in a safe. No one's coming for your vibrator. Trust. No, sweetheart. And she was like, I don't need like your little brother or like anyone seeing that in my room. Like, relax. Yeah, what? So she takes the sex toy out of the safe and she says, oh my God, please, I need to wash this shit off first. (laughs) Please. No, I don't need to know this about your (laughs) So she washes off the sex toy and I have to hold it in my hand Mm. next to my face and take 70 pictures with a uh, dildo slash womanizer slash vibrator toy that has been inside of my mom's vagina Mm. and take a picture with it. Wow. That's not the story. (laughs) The unfortunate thing is that's not even the story. So fast forward, Balesa sends me a bunch of new products and I received a sex toy that was identical to that one. Oh, God. <laughs> I <laughs> I think you guys know where I'm going with this. Yeah. <laughs> so Valentine's Day. I, unfortunately, but also fortunately, was not with my man. So Aww. what did I do? Masturbated. Of course. I open it up. I stick the one side of it in my vagina put the other part of it on my clit and I go to town I have an orgasm put it back in its case and I walk upstairs and walk into my room and I see mine no so no No. so basically what happened this (laughs) valentine's day is I used my mom's sex toy. Oh my God. Is basically what happened. Okay, so now you and your mom are Eskimo sisters. <laughs> Dude. Dude. And she's going to hear this and freak the fuck out. I haven't even told her. That's that's your vibrator now. Do, oh, 100%. But do you understand that there was something that was inserted in my mom's vagina and then inserted yeah, no. in mine? No, I don't think after you come out of your mother's womb when you're born, I don't think you should ever be near there ever again. I, I completely agree with this you. This is alarming. So, yeah. Um, I, <laughs> oh my, my mom and I basically shared a dildo on accident. So that was my fucking Valentine's Day. It's so disgusting, dude. Anyways, so I shared vaginal juices with my mom Mm. for Valentine's Day. Alex got a Rubik's Cube for Valentine's (laughs) Day. How was everyone else's Valentine's Day? That's a great question. Because from what I saw from behind the scenes, very tumultuous day. For a lot, I mean, for a lot of people we know personally, Alex. What does tumultuous mean? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Like, just a little rough. Yeah, I, I would agree. Okay, for great. sure. I'm glad you could just straight up admit that and you didn't try to play it off like you knew. Nope, no idea. Some of us know big words. I am not one of those people. Some no. of us do not. So, Valentine's Day in general is just a very polarizing holiday. People love it. People love to hate on it. People just love to hate on love in general, I feel like. That's true. I don't really give a shit. Yeah, I agree. I mean, besides, you know, gifts. That's true. But other than that, it's just another fucking day. I completely agree. People talk about it like it's like 
literally like detrimental to your mental health. Yeah. I, I, I don't really see the harm. If you're single, you get fucked up with your best girlfriends. Fun. If you're with a dude or a woman, either way, one of them feels pressure to buy you a gift. Fun. Like where, like where's the, where's the sadness? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I guess people feeling like they should be in a relationship. Yeah. Why can't there be a day to celebrate being single is what I want to know. That's a great question. That's Why like, isn't that a holiday? I think I admire people who are single 10 times more than I admire people in a relationship. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I think there's something like, there's a lot of strength and self-certainty and confidence that comes with being alone. Definitely. And it's not like I'm like, oh my God, you're in a relationship. You suck. I just kind of sometimes look down on you. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure your boyfriend would love to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he would too. I'm. That's why he doesn't fucking listen to the show because... I would be single yesterday. But I don't know. I just, I really admire single people. And regardless of all of that, I don't want to sit here and get into like the whole cliche, love yourself. It's amazing being single. Like you don't need a man. Who fucking cares? Mm -hmm. Okay. We all know that. This past Valentine's Day though, I'm not going to lie. So much drama. Someone on our team Broke up with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Alex, you know. Yep. And one of my best friends, the night before Valentine's Day, walked in on her boyfriend getting his dick sucked by another girl. Holy fucking shit. Can you imagine? No. She called me bawling. Like, I, I didn't even know what the fuck to tell her. That is alarming. That is like, that is... The most fucked up fucking... Would you rather walk in on your boyfriend getting his dick sucked by a girl or him fucking a girl? Just curious. Ooh. Not to rub salt in the wound, bestie who's listening. (laughs) Just curious. I think I would much rather have him getting sucked off by another girl than catch them fucking. I completely agree with you. I completely agree. Because if I walked in on them fucking, that probably indicates that there was sucking before anyways. Ooh, okay. That's a good point. Also, if my man is going to cheat, I want it to be just for him to come. You know what I'm for saying? For sure, yes. yes. Like, all right, if he wants to get his nut off, whatever. If he's cheating and trying to make the girl come, then we have a problem. Mm, yes, because that's personal. Hot take right there. Yeah, Valentine's Day, I don't know, it was fucking crazy. So this little segment goes out to our dear friend from Sloop Media and my friend who fucking walked in on that. But really to everyone that had a shitty Valentine's Day, this goes out to you. Okay, guys. Let's get into the fucking episode, please, before I actually run out of voice Voice. box energy. (laughs) Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. Apartments.com believes having a gym in your building does way more than just get you in shape. 
it turns your entire life around and is a great place to scope out the hot guy that lives in your building. And by guy, I mean guys. Having a gym in your building makes it 10 times more likely that you actually end up, show up, and work out. I mean, it's five floors down or whatever it is. And you'll be saving money on a gym membership that you'll go to probably half as much. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live is easy. Apartments.com hosts more rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. Or a treadmill, for that matter. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place excited about this one, guys. I'm getting in my grown woman bag. I'm entering my wifey era at full speed and no one can stop me because I've been investing in myself and in my kitchen. I used to buy the absolute cheapest cookware I could possibly find and mm -mm, Mm -mm, not the move. The move is high quality, thoughtfully designed, non-toxic, and incredibly cute cookware from, drumroll please, Great Jones. You are welcome. Great Jones cookware is so stunning. You will actually want to cook. It's like getting a new super cute slash hot workout set, you'll be at the gym later that day. No question. My Dutch baby from Great Jones, aka the cutest baby pink Dutch oven in the color taffy, I keep that shit on display. That is when I'm not using it. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to nonstick pans, Great Jones has it all. I got my first skillet, you guys. Like, fuck an engagement ring. I can't wait to actually make all the recipes I have saved but never touched because I was ill-equipped. But now, I'll let y'all know when Sleutsgiving dinner is because I am prepared. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SOFIA. That's greatjones.com, promo code SOFIA. Okay, so can we talk about Kim and Kanye, please? Yes. I am begging you. What is going on? So much. Like, actually, what is going on? Guys, in case you missed it, Kanye is having a public mental breakdown. I mean, so am I. <laughs> and so are you, Alex. Mm -hmm. I mean, so is everybody. But we're going to talk about Kanye's so that we can continue living in denial about our own. Mm -hmm. Can I get an amen? Amen. Um, so basically, Kanye has spent the past week just wreaking absolute havoc to everyone and anyone in his path. Yeah. He's on some like Rue from Euphoria type <laughs> shit. No, literally. Okay, so Kim and Kanye, here's the breakdown of what he's been up to. I'm going to give you guys the fucking Spark Notes version or else... This would be like Lord of the Rings trilogy and I'd be talking for eight hours. So Kim Kardashian and Kanye West file for divorce. And then a couple months ago, Kim starts dating Pete Davidson. So then Kanye starts going on interviews and he's saying things like he's never, ever seen the divorce papers. Kim is still his wife. He's rewriting her name into his songs. Mm -hmm. It's shit that in a rom-com would maybe seem cute, but it's actually the fucking opposite. Yeah. Like, it's not romantic or cute at all. No. Then Kanye starts dating Julia Fox, which is a whole other can of worms that we're not getting into. He drops this new song where he literally says in the lyrics, 
God saved me from the crash just so I could be Pete Davidson's ass. And somewhere in the midst of all of this shit happening, he buys the house across the street from Kim. Are you kidding me? Like, can you imagine? Oh my God, that's so sad. That's. I'm just imagining like Kanye sitting on the fucking chair on his front porch holding an Arnold Palmer with like a shotgun, like a fucking (laughs) eight-year-old man and binoculars just sitting there waiting for Pete Davidson's car to roll up. Yeah. And like egging it. And then the thing is, it gets crazier. Mm -hmm. Like that birthday Instagram post he did. (laughs) Yeah. So Chicago, not the city, the baby, has a birthday party and Kanye was not invited. That's how exclusive those kids' birthdays are. Not even their own dad. Not even their own dad can get an invite. So Kanye, doing what he does best, posts a video on Instagram claiming that he was denied access to the party and that Kim refused to give him the address. Which, honestly, I don't fucking blame her at all. No, of course not. At all. No, she's just worried about the safety of her family and her children. Right, right. But Kanye has been terrorizing fucking everybody. Everybody. He's gone on 800,000 more tangents. Mm-hmm. Did you see he even had beef with fucking Billy Eyelash? <sighs> yes. What did he say? He was like, you need to like forgive Travis or you need to say sorry or I'm like not going to perform at Coachella or some shit. Yeah, it's like, why is that? In Billy Eyelash's hands. She's not even old enough to go buy a beer in a liquor store. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Why are you beefing with a fucking 16 year old? Like, I I don't understand. And then he's beefing with his bestie, Kid Cudi. Mm -hmm, Which is sad. Which, I mean, it's kind of sad, but kind of not. Because Kid Cudi is my arch nemesis, as we all know. Don't act like he knows who you are. Oh, he fucking knows. He brought me up to a party one time that one of my friends were at. Oh. So he knows. We fucking hate each other. We have beef. I don't know if you guys have heard that story. Kid Cudi and I, we're not fans of each other. I will tell it again if I need to. But besides the point, I actually have like a little inside juicy scoop between Kanye and Kid Cudi's relationship that just shines a little bit of light on this. My friend was shooting a music video for one of Kanye's songs and Kid Cudi was featured on it. And my friend said the dynamic between Kid Cudi and Kanye was the most despicable thing he's ever seen. Really? Like, I think he said Kanye made Kid Cudi cry at one point. (gasps) No. Just treated him like absolute fucking garbage and to the point that Kid Cudi ended up leaving. Damn. I genuinely feel bad for him, but who I really feel bad for, and this is what I really wanted to talk about, is Kim Kardashian. Kanye is out here having diarrhea of the mouth and saying literally anything that pops into his mind. And Kim has remained mostly silent during this entire thing until earlier this month where she responded to a comment Kanye made about North who's their oldest daughter, being too young for TikTok. And Kim's response, she straight up said that she is not only North's main caregiver, but provider as well. Ooh, little shade. Uh, Whoopsies, bag alert. (laughs) And I'm not even a Kardashian stan. I'm not even a major supporter. I don't even watch the show. But my heart genuinely hurts for Kim and their kids. It's 0% funny. Yeah, we can poke fun at like the ludicrousy of it. But it's not funny that this man is abusing her and weaponizing his kids' platform and mental health situation. Yeah. Because let's call it what it is. It's abusive. Very. And... You know, while we've been made aware of his mental health issues, he's diagnosed bipolar, refusing to take meds, etc. That doesn't give you the right to display or engage in abusive tendencies. Definitely. And I think that's really important to point out. 
it's just really not fucking funny. No, not at all. And the internet and myself included, like has a way of taking really dark shit and making light or fun mm-hmm. of it because it's easy to do so when you're not personally being affected yeah. by it. And the internet's reactions to yeah. Kanye's episodes. Insane. Like, I mean, there are endless memes about this shit. Like my explore page on Instagram, like all. Every single thing. Yeah. Every single post. And it's just maybe I and you too, Alex, see it from a different light because we've been through some shit. Mm -hmm. But is it not fucking obvious like what's going on here? Mm -hmm. This man is having a manic episode and terrorizing his entire fucking family. And it's kind of insane to me that it's somehow being romanticized. Yes. And that's why it is so fucking important that we recognize the many forms of abuse. Because it can show up in so many more ways than just someone putting their hands on you. 100%. Try to remember that these are real people. I seriously hope Kim and the kids stay safe. I really, really want Kanye to get the help he needs. And hopefully this ends somewhat peacefully, you know? And I mean... Just from my personal take, it's not fun having someone you loved and trusted with your life more than anything all of a sudden turn on you and do it publicly Mm -hmm. and have to worry every single day what extremely personal things they might say about you. Okay. I mean, I lived through it. I lived this exact thing on a way, way, way lesser scale, but it's fucking traumatizing. I just hope that if anything comes from the situation, that it brings awareness on how we treat issues of interpersonal violence and abuse against those who don't have the same access to resources and platforms as someone like Kim Kardashian. Okay, fucking psychology degree. (laughs) I think I was very well said, Alex. Okay, That's all, guys. I thought that was important to point out. And with that, let's move on to Slute University. What I'm about to say is going to be horrifying and probably gross a lot of people out, but it's just my truth and I need to live my truth. I want to talk about my favorite topic ever, which is, drumroll please, toxic relationships. Love it, lived it, survived it, thrived in it. Mm -hmm. We all have. For sure. I definitely have. I know you have. But the thing is, I want to focus on when toxic behavior enters into abusive territory. And by the way, just so we're clear, PSA, so people don't come sliding into my DMs trying to bitch me out, which they do anyways on a regular basis, I don't have the authority to say when something is abusive or not, obviously, but there are subtle forms of abuse that I didn't think were necessarily bad or abusive until they were pointed out to me, Mm -hmm. either by like my therapist, my mom, whoever it may be. And there are things that like, I wish I would have known looking back. 100%. So I want to discuss some of these things. I think a lot of people might be surprised by some of these. And the first one I want to talk about, threats. So the thing with threats, they don't have to be explicit to be taken seriously. You know, Mm -hmm. a threat is a threat no matter how small. (laughs) Exactly. Dr. Seuss. This particular threat stands out to me. I hear it all the time and it makes me fucking furious is you are going to regret that. You are going to regret doing that. You're going to regret saying that or you don't know who you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Um, What's another one? You don't know what I'm capable of. Yes. Those things on the surface, it's like they sound kind of subtle, you know, mm-hmm. but telling someone that they're going to regret something and telling someone they don't know what they're dealing with, whatever it may be, that is a fucking threat. Yes. Bottom line, it's a threat mm-hmm. and it's abusive. 
definitely. Like, just because it's not tangible or, like, a physical threat, like you said, I'm going to come home and hurt you. Subconsciously, that is a threat because it's going to, you know, affect your behavior in the Mm -hmm. relationship. Yes. Whether you are aware of it or not. Right. So that's why they try to do it in, like, this roundabout way. Right. Completely. Another one from personal experience is my ex would do this all the time. He would always say, you better not tell your family. Like, let's just forget the whole thing ever happened. And in your mind, you justify it. Like, wow, okay, he doesn't want people in our business. Like, that makes sense. I can respect that. Right. But, you know, in reality, when I ended up telling my family about stuff he would do or say to me, he was threatening me. And he was scared that my family was going to try and convince me that that's a huge red flag and I should leave him. Just any type of threat, no matter how inconspicuous it is, is absolutely not okay. Another one, and this is more of an empty threat, is when they call it quits anytime there's any type of conflict. Mm -hmm. You get home from work, you guys have an argument, and right away he says, okay, then we're done. Okay, I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's break up then. It's like it's this empty threat and it's used to just test you. It's a power play. Yes. It's like, oh no, I'm the one in control. I'm the one with the power and I'm going to call it quits. Mm -hmm. And they like do it to try to get you to beg them to stay or whatever. Just trying to get a reaction out of you. Exactly. And it's like completely inappropriate. What's like another subtle form of abuse that like people overlook? Being passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. That is a fucking huge one. Alex and I have talked about this for fucking hours. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not necessarily abusive if your partner is passive aggressive, obviously. When it becomes a problem is when you know your boyfriend is upset with you. For whatever reason, you know he's pissed, but he refuses to admit it or talk about it to the point where like he might even tell you that you're being crazy and tell you repeatedly like he's not upset and like to leave him alone, which is a form of gaslighting, just FYI. And then it makes you start to question yourself. Right? Yes. Maybe I am crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe he's not pissed. Yes. And then what can end up happening, and this is a relationship I was in, and this would happen all the fucking time, is they freak out at you a few days later, or even worse, they retaliate. Yes. It's like, okay, Monday, You guys were talking. You knew he was mad at you. He said he wasn't. And then that fucking weekend, he goes and does something super fucked up. And when you confront him, he says, well, what did you expect? Or he's more sneaky about it. And he says, I realized like I wasn't over what you did. Mm -hmm. Let me back up a second. I understand sometimes in the moment you think you're okay And it's not till later that you realize you were actually affected by something, you know? Mm -hmm. But when this becomes like a habit and it's frequent, it becomes a huge problem. Yes. Because you start walking on eggshells around this person like, okay, he said he wasn't upset. I can't trust him when he says that. Mm -hmm. And at any moment he could retaliate and hurt me. Yes. And it's not a fun place to be. Or you start getting this like complex, which I still have to this day. I'm not even kidding. Oh, for sure. Of thinking he or like even anyone in your life are constantly mad at you. Yes. Like once they get in your head and plant that little seed, it starts affecting like your relationship mm-hmm. and the relationships around you. Right. And if it, I had this relationship where the dude would never admit to being upset and would never talk to me about it and then would act out later. And so, and it would also make me believe I was fucking crazy when I was like, no, I know there's something wrong. Please just tell me. And so now I have this thing where, I mean, Alex knows. I think people are mad at me all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I have to, ask, I'll ask Alex. I'll be like, wait, like, are you mad? Like, are you okay? Are you oh, upset? Yeah. Like every five minutes. And then you have to tell me 78 times, like, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my God. This is one that I don't think people really talk about is your sex life. Mm -hmm. And when that can become abusive. If the person you're dating insists you play out their sexual fantasies and you are not comfortable with them, that is a sign or a form of abuse. Like if you're not into threesomes, don't fucking do them. You know, Mm -hmm. do not pressure yourself or let him pressure you into thinking you're not sexually fun or, you know, you're just not adventurous because you don't want to do a fucking threesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just because you don't want to do kinky stuff does not fucking mean that. Fuck that. Your pussy is plenty. Okay. Yeah. You don't want to do anal. You don't want to do dirty talk. You don't want to do any of those things. You just don't fucking want to. And I think when a guy in the bedroom tries to like force that type of thing and what he uses to kind of get you to do it is like, that's part of being in a relationship. Exactly. Is like, we should be trying to please each other and mm-hmm. people da 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 da. Yeah. That's not okay. No. Like when they make you feel like you owe them sex just because you're in a relationship, mm. that it's your due diligence to make them come. Like, yes. even if you're not in the mood. That's, that is a really great aspect too. Or like, you don't want to have sex right now. Okay. Give me a blowjob then. Right. Right. I think when it comes to sex, people get like very, not confused, but it's like, it's kind of tricky when yeah. you enter that realm because, oh, well, maybe I do need to do this for my partner, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. But I think, and I mean, I'm sure I've been in this situation before too. Like I've definitely engaged in some sex that I wasn't comfortable with. And I just did it because I was like, oh, I just really want to please him. Mm -hmm. And I felt like as his girlfriend, that's something I should do. And he even knew I wasn't comfortable with it and still, you know, pushed me to do it. Uh And looking back, not okay. No. At all. No. And a huge fucking red flag and something to look at. The last one I want to bring up is physical abuse. So when we say physical abuse, that's obviously abuse. Like there's no questioning it. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is it's way, way, way more complex than that. Yes. And I think the lines can get very, very blurred. And there's really like two parts to this that I want to talk about. The first one is... (laughs) I'm just like having flashbacks because I'm just remembering this is so what I did. It's the, well, I did it first defense. Like I attacked him first. I did something first. So whatever followed that was deserved. Did that make sense? Yes. Okay. I'm trying to make sure like I don't sound like a lunatic right now. Yeah, of course. I was in a relationship that was obviously very highly toxic. And I remember one of the worst fights we ever had. We were both super, super drunk. And I jumped on him and like tried to pull his hair, like scratch him. Like I don't even fucking remember. And his reaction, also he's three times my size, okay? Oh, for sure. You're tiny, tiny, tiny. I can't imagine you jumping on him, did anything. No, like nothing. Like throwing a piece of paper at him. No, actually though. And his reaction was to throw me like to the floor and grabbed my arms and like left bruises, like mm-hmm. whatever. And I remember going home and I was very distraught and I was telling my mom about it. And my mom told me that is abusive what he did. Oh, yeah. And for weeks, I was like, mom, what are you talking about? I attacked him. I was the one who started it. You know, he just was trying to like get me off of him, whatever it is. And my mom was like, look at your arms. He tossed you to the floor. He didn't need to shove you to the floor. 
He didn't need to leave a mark on you. No, it's not like what he did is justified because you started it. And I had no fucking clue Mm -hmm. until that was brought to my attention. The other thing is physical abuse is not always kicking, hitting, punching, or leaving a mark. Another story. We got into an argument and he grabbed the door and ripped the fucking our bedroom door off the hinges and smashed the door in half over his leg. Yeah. That to me was just him being angry, mm-hmm. right? Him like trying to cope and take it out on right. something else. Exactly. And in your mind, you're like, okay, well, at least it wasn't taken out on me. Exactly. And then it wasn't until later. I mean, obviously I was fucking terrified. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yes. It wasn't until later when I was talking to my therapist or whoever that they pointed out, no, that is a scare tactic and a form of intimidation to scare you. And it is physical abuse. Yes. And I think that's really fucking important to point out. Yes, that's a good point. Many times with my ex, he, whenever we would get in fights, he would always get, you know, physical. But one thing that he would do all the time is he would just punch a nearby wall. Mm. You know, classic, like, left holes in the wall. Right. You know? But he's punched, like, brick walls or, like, poles to the point, like, where he his knuckles were bleeding. Right. Because of, like, a fight that me and him were in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the time, I was like, you know, at least it wasn't me or, you know, that has nothing to do with me. That's him. But like you said, it wasn't until later I realized like, no, that is abusive. It is because it, I'm sure in that moment you are scared because you're like, oh, wait, I can see what he's capable of. Exactly. What if he what if he did decide to do that to me? Exactly. It's fucking terrifying. Yes. So I think that's just really important to point out throwing things. I mean, I remember he chucked like a fucking Yankee candle across the room and it like went through the drywall, chucked my laptop like across the room. Mm -hmm. That is another form of physical abuse. It's not okay. No, it is not. It is not okay. Thank you, Alex. So guys, I mean, there are so many other ones and we obviously like can't get into all of them. I just think it's really fucking important to point out these more subtle ones that maybe we don't consider as dangerous or abusive or really, really bad. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many factors, the severity, the frequency, their intent, you know, all of those things. It's just so important to be aware and have some type of compass as to what is okay and what is not. Yes, absolutely. A lot of times it's the accumulation of the little things done with the intent to harm that causes anguish, you know? That's a great point. So I think at the end of the day, you just need to ask yourself how the behavior makes you feel. Yeah. If something makes you feel bad, if something scares you, if something feels wrong, don't just brush it off really look at it and take it into consideration. Yeah, take note. I mean, literally, I have, I mean, this is what I used to cope. I would write down every little thing that he would do towards me that, you know, was abusive Mm -hmm. and toxic. And once that list started piling up and I had to scroll for like two minutes to get to the bottom, like that's when you start to realize like, okay, This is not okay. This is not okay. I actually like that. Like take inventory, you know, Mm -hmm. of what's happening. Like even the small things, like you said, it's an accumulation of little things sometimes that really will pile up. It's not necessarily like the most obvious, crazy, blatant, out of control thing that is abusive, you know? Exactly. It can be these little tiny things that we tend to 
glance over. I am losing my voice a little bit. So with that, students, I love you guys. And how about we get into a little SOS before I actually become mute and cannot use my vocal cords? Sleuths, the weather is getting hotter and hotter, and so am I. And you know what that means? It's time to be outside constantly. I am here to present and invite you to Live Nation Concert Week. From now until May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette. Oh my God, the flashback, the nostalgia, Cage the Elephant, and so many more for way less. Seriously, this might be the best deal I've ever come across. What is better than getting ready with your friends to the music you are about to see live and then meeting a cute guy at the show and dancing the night away on a warm summer night? There is literally nothing better than that. I know I will be in attendance for sure. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here we go. SOS, save our sleuths. Okay, first question. Hi, Sophia. So I have been friends with my best friend for about three years, and I think she's obsessed with me. She has always low-key copied the things I do, but it was never a big deal. It started with her getting her nipples pierced because I did, but now it's to the point where she's trying to adopt my sex life. Everything I tell her me and my boyfriend did, she texts me later that she's just done the same thing. Like, what the fuck? Now, she's also thinking of having a threesome because I said I wanted to, but I know that she's way too insecure in herself and I'm really concerned for her. What do I do in this situation and how do I get her to stop? I hate those kind of friends. Yeah. I do too. First of all, I have dealt with a friend like this and she copied fucking everything I did and basically took on my personality and I would be listening to a song 
And then she would like post it on her story, like on her Instagram and be like, check out this song, you know, like that type of shit. And it was just super annoying because it feels sometimes like they literally are taking your personality away from you. For sure. It it sounds stupid. Clothes, for example. Okay. If I'm wearing something super cute and my friend is like, where did you get that? I want to wear that. Go for it, babe. 100% don't care. That's amazing. When they're consistently buying the exact same shit as you, it feels so stupid to like complain about it and act like it's a big deal. But really, it's the way you dress is a form of your personality. Mm -hmm. Expression. Yes, an expression of your personality. And it's very fucking annoying for someone to take your personality. So... I know in this question, this girl is doing completely different shit, but I feel this girl. I mean, it is annoying. Yeah. I don't know who the fuck said imitation is the highest form of flattery (laughs) because I completely fucking disagree with that. I don't know why. You know, I like when people like what I like, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's like, I'm not like other girls. I'm an individual. I'm only me. Okay? There's only one of me, and I like it that way. Original. Yeah, I don't like that shit, to be honest. I think it's really creepy and really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do in this situation? Why don't you try and, like, trip her up? Like, why don't you do something really whack or wear <laughs> something that you would never, ever wear and see if she still copies you? Like be like, oh my god! I tried this new thing on my man last night. Um, I fucking gave him a wedgie, and he—it was like the hottest fucking thing. Mm-hmm. He died for it. Yeah, or like, yeah, I'm gonna shave my head, <laughs> and then sh- you guys meet up, and only one of you is bald, and it's not you. <laughs> I'm fucking crying. But I mean, even if she is copying you, at the end of the day, just make sure. You're doing it better, which I'm sure you are. Mm-hmm. I think that was the most profound answer I've ever heard. And I fucking love that shit because I always like to give some healthy perspective on things. <laughs> which I did not give. I mean, Alex, you and I like will copy some of the same shit. I'll say shit you say we I'll buy shit that you have. You do the same. For sure. Why is it okay when we do it? But like in this instance, it's like annoying. I feel like because when we do it, it's consensual. Yes. You know? Yes. And at the same time, it's like if you have an article of clothing that I want myself, mm-hmm. I could just borrow it. Right. But it, it's the way you go about it. Exactly. I bet you this girl just showed up to you know, her friend's house and then all of a sudden her friend had her nipples pierced and like didn't say anything about exactly. it. Exactly. See, the thing is she's being shady about this shit. Yeah. I tried to confront my friend about this shit once and it did not go over well. But hey, it's worth a try. Good luck. Good luck, girl. Okay, Alex, if you can hear by my coughing, I would like you to read this question, please, and probably all of the other ones after it. Okay, great. Hey, Sophia, thank you so much for making the show. It really brings some happiness to my day. I have been struggling a lot lately with my depression. It's affecting my job performance and my ability to even start my homework. What are some things you do when you are struggling with your mental health to help you? Hmm. Okay. First of all, I'm so, so sorry you're going through this, slew. I feel for you. I have been there. I think that the most important thing is to be kind to yourself in these instances. Yes. Because I think when you are not doing your homework or you're not performing well at your job, your instinct is to like beat yourself up about it. And it's just making the depression worse. And it's just adding to like the cycle of depression. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, depression doesn't care if you have work that day or if you have homework. You're struggling with a mental illness. And that's something that you can't just snap out of. Mm -hmm. And you need to be very loving and caring to yourself right now. Yeah. What do you think, Alex? 
from my personal experience, I have struggled with depression among a lot of other mental illnesses Mm -hmm. my whole life. But to be honest, I avoided like all of the quote unquote popular ways to fight depression. You know, my doctor would say, exercise, eat healthy, go outside, etc. But I didn't really do those. You know, I was like, it's not that simple. Like I can't even get out of bed right now. Like I can't even brush my teeth. I can't even take a shower. Like how the fuck am I supposed to go and exercise? That's a great point. In my instance, I was fortunate enough to have access to resources to a therapist through college I was going through. And she recommended that I go to two different workshops to practice mindfulness to cope with my depression. And it was really hard for me to even take the initiative to sign up for the classes. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you that it was honestly like life changing. And it sounds so silly, like to put aside time in your day to meditate Mm -hmm. and, you know, focus on your senses, being aware of what emotions you're feeling at the moment and breathing exercises. But like it really does help. That has really helped me with depression. I think that is incredible. That was actually one of the things that I wanted to mention too is sometimes it's impossible to even get out of bed, let alone work out. Mm-hmm. And meditation is something that you can just sit still and do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think a lot of people are like I don't get how mindfulness can be that life-changing. It is. For sure. I mean, bottom line, like it genuinely will change your entire life. Yeah. And like you said, you can do it anywhere. You just need to be still. Like you can do it first thing when you wake up. You can do it in bed. You can Mm -hmm. do it in your work desk. You could do it. Yep. You know, wherever. Anywhere. Anywhere. Anytime. And I also think with something like that, again, be kind to yourself. Mm -hmm. If it's a three minute meditation and that's all you can manage and muster, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I do want to say, though... I do agree with you, Alex. I think when you're depressed, it can be hard to do anything. I think if you can somehow get yourself to do some type of light exercise in any way, shape, or form, it can mean a lot. Going for a walk, Mm -hmm. yoga, it can be very, very easy. If you can get yourself there to do that. And it can be hard. Yeah. But but baby steps. You can't go on a walk right now. Okay. Go outside. Close your eyes. Face your Mm -hmm. face to the sun. Yeah. Get fresh air. Yeah. And even just something like that can like do wonders. So girl, you will be just fine. Just hang in there. And to the people who try to tell you, just think positive, power through it, snap out of it. Mm -hmm. They can go fuck themselves. That shit is debilitating when people say that. You don't need to snap out of anything. You will take your time doing this, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, next. Alex, I'm going to need you to read it, please. Okay. Hi, Sophia. I need help. Do you believe that couples can sometimes grow stronger after infidelity? Like, can couples get through that? Mm, That's a really great question. So, as someone who has cheated, none of my relationships did very well at that point or after I did that. However, I do think it is possible for couples to get through it and even grow stronger. Would I suggest testing it? Is that me saying like, oh, you know, whatever, like she, it's not a big deal. You guys will be able to grow from it and get over it, blah, blah, blah. No, because chances are just as strong that your relationship will be dead and gone at that point. So do I think some relationships can Yes, I also think a lot of relationships cannot. Yeah. There's a lot of things that you have to factor in here. Like what kind of infidelity was it? Mm -hmm. Um, Were you honest about it? Uh, How often were you doing it? Like what was the, what was your relationship like at the time when you Mm -hmm. were, you know, being shady? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things at play. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't experienced this in my personal relationships yet. 
But for me personally, if I were to apply the situation to my own life Mm -hmm. and we'll say that my partner was the one that cheated on me, I feel like the only way I would be able to accept that or get through that, and this is really toxic, but like an eye for an eye. Like Like you'd want to do it back. Yeah, like we'd have to even it out. Like you can't just betray me Mm -hmm. and then... I don't know. This is just me personally. I feel like it could grow stronger if you guys both were in the wrong. Technically, does that kind of make sense? So you're basically saying if they cheat on you, you would be able to move on only if you also did it? Kind of. I mean, obviously, it's not that black and And white. And then at that point, it's like, okay, we both fucked up. So now we're like on an even playing field and we can like go forward. Yeah. Okay. Kind of. I mean... There's no there's no right or wrong answer. I'm just like guessing here. But mm-hmm. I just know that like if my partner cheated on me, I would be a, mad. Break up with them. Yes. But B, you know, try to even out the playing field. I don't know. Right. I get what you're saying. And I think when people say once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't believe that. I also think that there are instances where someone can cheat in a relationship and never do it again moving forward. I really do believe that. I think that just be careful. You know, like I just don't I don't know where I don't know where this girl is coming from. Is she saying like her guy cheated on her? And she's wondering if she can, like, ever recover from it. It also depends on the type of person you are. For sure. Some people, you know, being unfaithful is the most horrifying, horrible, disrespectful, traumatic thing you can do. For other people, it's, you know, it's really fucked up, but it's something that they can look past. Definitely. But short answer, I do think it's possible to get through it and grow stronger as a couple. I also think it's very fucking possible that you guys are done and the relationship will never be the same. Mm -hmm. It just depends. Mm -hmm. Okay, next. Hi, Sophia. I wanted to know if you notice that talking to guys about laundry makes them horny. Thanks. (laughs) What? I'm sorry. Let me just, I need to reread what the fuck I just read. That guys get horny when you talk about laundry. That's fucking hilarious. That is, Alex, I would like to hear your opinion and then I'll give mine, please. Well, to be honest with you, laundry doesn't really come up often in me and my boyfriend's conversation. Well, yeah, you're disgusting. You don't do laundry. That is a fact. You heard it here first, people. Mm-hmm. Um, But that's kind of fucking hilarious. I wonder, like, if we could test this theory out and, like, other household chores will turn people like turn boys like I'm like I'm gonna do the dishes exactly I'm gonna make you a uh, <laughs> why guys Alex just whispered I'm gonna make you a sandwich is this guy just super into the 50s housewife and mm-hmm. like wants that whole domesticated fucking bitch mm-hmm. that just has a pie waiting for him in the oven type exactly. shit maybe I, this is so fucking random. And I don't know if this even like pertains to this, but I was doing laundry in front of my guy the other day. And when I do laundry, I grab my clothes and I will, for example, a pair of yoga pants. Mm -hmm. I'm like, are these clean or are these dirty? I don't know. You do the sniff test. Absolutely. So I grab the crotch I put my nose in it. I sniffed it. And my dude was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, is that how girls do fucking laundry? (laughs) Like, you guys just smell your own vaginal juices and shit. That's exactly what we do. I don't think guys do that. Well, they don't have, like, juices, really, down there, do they? No, they mm-hmm. fucking don't. They have fucking skid marks. I can tell you that right <laughs> That's now. That's a fucking fact. But I don't think they smell them. I don't know. I thought it was very interesting, but I'm wondering, like, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, the whole guys wanting your used panties. Okay. I could see that. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't fucking know, okay? Maybe it's the stuck porn. 
Oh. Oh my God. I'm stuck in the washing machine. Please help. Yes. That's a great fucking take. Okay. If anyone has witnessed a man get horny when they were talking about fucking laundry, please write in because I don't really know. But Mm -hmm. now I'm very intrigued. Ladies. Ladies. Just tell your man about all those household chores his mom does for him and you'll have him hard as a fucking rock. Mm -hmm. That is correct. Okay, guys. Thank you so fucking much for being patient with my uh, vocal situation. I am going to not speak for the next four days and rest my voice. I love you guys so much. Alex, where can they find you? You can find me at AlexFranco underscore meow on every social media platform. Yes. And you can find me at Sophia with an F, Franklin with a Y. As always, if you can share this episode with anyone... With literally anyone, your family, your friends, the garbage man, I don't care. It helps me so much. Rate, review, subscribe. And I will talk to you guys with a normal, healthy voice next week. Bye. 